Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of The Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I've got a really wonderful guest who's got a really unusual subject to talk to us about today. Her name is Andrea Maines. Is that how you pronounce your surname, Andrea? Yes. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. And Andrea, you're a, a sensual administrator at Sexpectations, which I find yeah. quite a fascinating title. Tell us a little bit about yourself, first of all, for the benefit of the audience and why you're doing what you're doing. Sure. Um, I'm a Tantra practitioner, and it's also turned into some sex education or more like sexual guidance is what it seems to be. People come to me when they kind of get stuck in their sexual relations, and I can help work through that, give you ideas get over any blocks that you have. Um, In person, I do the sensual massage experience and it's really lovely. And I think what I'm I'm trying to do is just, as we talked about just a bit before, is I really want people to understand the difference between intimacy and sexual intimacy. And it's the same with Tantra. When When somebody says intimacy, they automatically think sex. When somebody says Tantra, they automatically think like, BDSM, dark, dark sex, you know, like there's these stigmas attached to that. And I'd really like to normalize that a little bit. Um, the difference between sensuality and sexuality, you know, sexuality includes penetration and um, oral and those things that are included in sex. And when it comes to sensual, it's more about our senses, right? So our touch, our taste, our our are seeing, are hearing those things that could turn us on, but not necessarily with the goal of having sex. It's more about tantalizing the senses, you know? And same with intimacy when people say, oh, my intimate partner. Well, I personally think we should be intimate with everyone. Being intimate is into me I see or into me see. Those are some things that I've learned along my journey. And when we take a look within or we see the person we're next to for who they are and seeing them for themselves, that's intimacy. You know, I tell people, get intimate with your kids, get intimate with your best friends, you you know, ask them. And being intimate is asking those questions, you know, like, how are you actually listening and being present and absorbing that friendship, that relationship, that getting to know one another, that, you know, having those feelings of love and joy, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're sexual with them. But when you have a sexually intimate partner, then you can start exploring that the sensuality part and the touching in, in a sexual manner, you know. So it's just kind of learning the difference between those. And that's kind of what I do. I really teach people to implement intimacy and bring more of it into your life and understand that it's about us 
and allowing people to be wherever they're at. I love the fact that you touched on, you know, intimacy with um, friends, whether it's family, um, whether it's our children, because like you say, it doesn't have to be anything <laughs> inappropriate because, like you say, a lot of people confuse intimacy with sex, uh, whereas intimacy can just be like you just mentioned, um, just listening to somebody, you know, and just giving them the gift of really hearing what they're saying rather than, you know, focusing on your own thoughts. And, and uh, quite often what we're thinking about is, you know, we're just waiting for a pause in their conversation so we can jump in with our own opinion, aren't we? Rather than just relaxing and really just being fully present to what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And it's showing up as yourself, your, your whole true self, you know, we hide, we put on so many masks. So when I'm with this person, I need to be like this. When I'm with this person, I need to be like that. Well, what if you lived in a world where you could just be yourself with every person in your life? And you didn't have to change that. You didn't have to put on that different mask. Why not just be your authentic, true, real self and shine that bright light? Because we hold ourselves back so much in this life. And where we're at in this world, we all need to just be our our true selves. You know, stop the people pleasing and start pleasing yourself. Because, you know, we do take care of other people when we feel that we're looked after. We take care of everyone else when we feel that we need stuff. You know, we need something. So then you overcompensate by like, okay, what can I do for everyone else? Yeah. And don't people don't like to be alone, right? There's mm. that fear of being alone. And to be honest, I love my alone time mm-hmm. during the day. You know, I fill it with great things. I guess it depends on what you do in that alone time. Getting that brain chatter to stop is really challenging for a lot of people, a lot of men, corporate men, men in general. I work with a lot of men and their brain chatter is just so loud. You know, if we can just get that to stop so that we can show up in our true full body and be present, that is being intimate to me. Absolutely. I, I love what you said there. And um, I love how you're sort of making the distinction between the difference between intimacy and, and sexual intimacy and um, how, you know, um, that can be so relevant to every relationship you ever have in your life, regardless of whether it's a sexual partner or not. Right. And we all have like blocks and stuff we got to get through. And that's what I love coaching on is like, Um, Some couples that I've worked with, you know, they were on the brink of divorce. And one, we did the sensual massage experience with them, which that experience with me is four to five hours, where we go through the process of learning to touch each other. And, you know, they talk, and it's about learning to talk when you're naked, you know, turn the lights on. Don't shy away and don't tolerate stuff that you don't like, like, these couples I've worked with, they're like, oh, my God, you like that? You know, the husband might say, oh, my God, you actually like that? And she's like, yeah, but they've been together for 18 years and didn't know it because they've never touched each other or turned the lights on. And the cool part about learning and sharing this sensual experience, they get to become intimate and they can take it to that sexual level on their own. But what has happened for them is because we opened up the communication in the bedroom and talked about the things they didn't want to talk about it opened up the communication in the kitchen and with the kids. And suddenly, like, you know, I haven't um, 
one couple, I think it's been three years since I've seen them and they were on the brink of divorce. And now they're like two high school kids in love mm-hmm. and they're sharing this with their children. You know, they, they, they implemented the tools. I teach soul gazing and that's where you sit and look into each other's eyes for two minutes or more. And you just have a soft gaze, be present. You really have to shut off your brain. A lot of emotions can come up. I've had people have spirits come through. Like a lot of stuff could happen during that. A lot of people giggle their pants off because they've never looked at anyone in their eyes so close before, you know. A lot of different emotional experiences come up. But they took this um, and also implemented it with their children and started soul gazing with their children. And what it does is creates a really deep connection. You intentionally share your soul with somebody in the Taoist belief system of Tantra that I know it's your soul lives within your eyes so you're just taking a couple of minutes sharing energy touching in the right way and sharing your soul and to me there's nothing more intimate that you could do with somebody other than share your soul and it's really crazy because no matter where you are in the world that connection stays really strong when you start to do this it's really phenomenal. I really love soul gazing. It's one of my, I guess it's a secret trick and people think I'm crazy, but I've done it with my children and it really does work. It creates a really deep connection with the person you're doing it with. So that's a really great way to increase intimacy, but I always like to take it to the next level and soul gaze with yourself in a mirror. Wow. I've never done that one, but I have done the eye gazing experience mm-hmm. with another person as part of a, a workshop or seminar retreat um, type uh, session that I attended a, a couple of times actually as an exercise and I understand what you're saying because it's a really really it's almost like a telepathy type experience where you can really feel even if you don't know that person I mean I didn't know these people that I did the the eye gazing exercise with but it's like you really get to know them like you see on a soul level and you you almost feel their whole life experience that they've been through yeah absolutely and you can just share that space and like in that moment people always ask you know what is holding space for someone well right there you're holding space for someone and yourself and just being present and that's really what holding space is is just being present and having the ability to truly effectively listen to that person you know ask as communication is one of the biggest things especially when you're dealing with sexuality and people really don't talk about it they just let people go about their business tolerate stuff in the bedroom they don't even like and then afterwards you know I just don't want to sleep with you because you don't know what you're doing or but Mm -hmm. why not ask for what you want or how you want to be touched it changes the entire game when you can actually get what you desire just by communicating those needs and wants you know how people in tantra there is the the kink tantra where we explore and it's about shedding all of those conditions that we have put upon ourselves and it it is a little bit you know there are whips and there are stuff whatever you choose some people like the pain to get through their their trauma whatever how whatever works for you but it's done really safely it's not like the difference between a tantric dom and an actual dom, like there's no ball busting, there's no like that intense BDSM stuff in tantra. But it does, like I have clients that do like to be blindfolded because you take away that sense of 
sites and everything else is heightened. And most of them are my older men because, you know, their, their bodies don't work like it used to. And they need a little bit more attention to get that sexual energy flowing so that they can feel again, right? So you take away one sense. But I can't do that with somebody without saying, you know, what do you need? What do you like? What would you like to try? You know, not many couples talk to their partners like that. And I find long-term marriages, they don't even talk at all about sexuality stuff and, or even sensuality. Like I believe the best sex starts in the kitchen. You know, it doesn't mean you're naked. doesn't mean your clothes are off. It means, you know, you go swooping up and somebody's making some dinner and you wrap your arms around them and whisper some hot something in their ear about what you want to do to them later and you know start getting them turned on early women men always complain that women take so long to have an orgasm if you started it in the kitchen it would be easier and it would go faster <laughs> in the bedroom <laughs> yeah absolutely and you can even use some of the food that you're cooking <laughs> yeah right and bring those senses in like, I love date nights and dessert nights and, you know, go exploring. And we we tend to forget how important it is. Like, to me, I think in relationships, you know, you have a little argument. Makeup sex heals a lot. You know, sometimes you don't even need to talk about it. You just need to fuck it off. Excuse my French. But, you know, <laughs> just go go get all that tension out and come back and keep living your life. And if you need to have a conversation about it, make sure you do. So that we don't have elephants in the room, so that we don't feel like we're not heard and not loved, not wanted, not appreciated. We disregard those things. And those are the things that create divine intimacy. Love it. Uh, yeah, I, I 100% agree with what you're saying. So um, I think, you know, unfortunately, the reason we're not more open in terms of communication um, when it comes to our wants and desires uh, this goes for men as well as women is because there's a lot of you know as that are brought up with a lot of shame associated with it isn't there? yeah tons of shame especially like anyone man or woman and porn that whole thing like people don't want to tell people they're looking at porn I think that should be the number one open thing in a relationship is when you are because you know 50% of male dysfunction is because of porn that brain like erectile dysfunction that the brain just doesn't connect properly and then you forget how to feel because you're seeing something that isn't even real you don't get that you know and I've had a few men with erectile dysfunction come in and say oh you got to help me and my first question is how much porn do you watch and they're telling me two three times a day they're looking at porn you got to quit the porn if you want your penis to work I'm sorry you have to be able to feel and that your brain waves are are reconnecting in a different way so that it becomes a visual stimulation instead of an actual physical stimulation and then it's hard to get it back so like I think if you're going to watch porn in your relationship do it to turn yourself on but don't get to the finished part you know just mm. do it to turn yourself on if that's what you need do it with your partner women like watching porn too figure out what kind of porn you like to watch together it's a fun little world to explore but it's it can be very detrimental in a lot of relationships when yeah 100%. somebody is yeah dealing with this porn or if it's a porn addiction and then the other person isn't getting what they wanted 
and they're not being heard or needs not being met. And then you got cheating that will happen and then all this other stuff, you know? So for me, that's one of the biggest things I talk to my couples about. And even my single men, my, I haven't had a lot of women that I worked with that watch a lot of porn, but it doesn't seem to affect women the same way, or maybe they just don't watch as much of it. And our brains are pretty similar. Yeah, I think for many, you know, they're the more they're more visual creatures, and and unfortunately, on I think you know for our kids, you know they this is the way they learn about sex, isn't it? Through porn online yeah. these days, and it's so easily accessible. And um, it's a shame because I literally can remember a boyfriend in my twenties, so it's going back a few decades now, who was of who was a virgin, but I, he was obviously hooked and been previously interested in watching a lot of porn because he just spoke like. You'd expect, you know, somebody to talk. It was in a porn film. And I'm just thinking, it was such a turnoff for me. You know, it really was a, a big turnoff because I he just spoke to me as though I was some sort of porn star woman. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, it felt, well, it felt really immature. Mm-hmm. And that's like where communication comes in, you know, like maybe he likes talking dirty like that. And maybe you could allow it at certain times, right? You know, and be like, just don't talk to me like that all the time. But, hey, if we're going to go get it on, you can pull out some of that. You know, it's about when you use it and how you use it and where. And as long as, you know, the the only thing with porn is it can take away from that sexuality and sensuality. So, you know, if you're um, experiencing pre, um, what is it, (laughs) erectile dysfunction and, yeah, um, immature no premature ejaculation so when you're dealing with that you got to slow down you literally any of my men who show up for my sensual massage who are dealing with either of those issues pe or ed i slow it down everything slows down they're always like oh my brain's so busy i'm not going to be able to stop it by the time i'm done massaging their back i ask how their brain chatter is and they're like I'm not even thinking right now because when you give somebody the space to be and calm down and stop you allow them to feel we forget what it feels like to feel right we get so busy and wrapped up in life we have to take that time to feel our bodies to feel you know breathe like just feel a breath or two it's very amazing how many people just don't stop and do that and I think that's one of the fundamental differences, you know, generally speaking, um, between men and women. You know, men are more in their heads, aren't they? And they've got that more chatter going on and the more the more doing action type um behaviors, whereas women I think find it a bit more easier because they naturally are the more being type energy that that feels and um uh, more connected to their emotions. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely true. Men men can get there and they can enjoy a long experience. Like if you were to have a sexual encounter with me, if I was single and we were going to do that, like it's four to six hours long. I ain't messing around with a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. I want to get to know you, which then includes talking and learning. And you know what I mean? It's not just about the rollover sex that long-term marriages seem to encounter more than necessary you know like oh I gotta get this over with why are you not enjoying this Mm. what is stopping you from from enjoying the feeling it doesn't matter how old you are I have a 
76 year old man that I work with and he just discovered he can have an orgasm on his ankle when I when I lightly touch his ankle it's you can have an orgasm in many different places in your body and it doesn't take much but you just have to know your body you know yeah and you have to have somebody with you willing to explore it you know and that's so sad for me when you've been married for 25 years and Oh, you just have get it over with once a month. So that's it. You know, like, <laughs> oh, what the yeah. hell is wrong with you? Like, yeah, and one of my one of my mentors was 70 years old. And I think she had sex every day. And she was like, healthy and no prescriptions, no medications, no nothing. She's like, I swear to God, it's because we have sex every day. I think she's right. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. And and sometimes, you know, it's appropriate to have a bit of a quickie if you just want a, you know, some fast oh, yeah. now and again. You know, it's 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 equally, I think, especially for women. Uh, but I think, like you say, equally it can be for men if they just explored it a bit more. Uh, lovely to have a, you know, more of a gourmet three course meal. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And quickies are fun too. I'm not saying that can't happen. Like. But the, the quickies are more fun when you know what somebody likes because then you can approach them and do something that they enjoy and then it suddenly turns into a, woo, that was awesome. Okay, we'll do that again later. Like, it's 6 o'clock, you got time, you know? Like, <laughs> it can be so fun and people forget that sex is fun. And being sensual is fun, you know? Blindfolding someone and feeding them the treats that they desire is absolutely fun. Like, it's so fun watching, you know, the arm, the hair on their arms stand up, the tingles that they get in their body just by being loved on. And it doesn't matter who you're with. And that, that's what creates intimacy or sexual into intimacy. We're talking about sex, so it's sexual intimacy. It's how to, how to raise that vibration and so you can have more of that good feeling instead of just the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Let's get this over with, roll over. You know, you're missing out, I think, when you're living your life like that. And even if it comes to pleasure, play with yourself. You are you can be sexually intimate with yourself. Grab some coconut oil. Give yourself a little massage wherever you like it. Explore your own body. People don't do that either. And I always think if you don't know your own body, how can you share it with someone else? Mm. How do you know what you like, you know? And so. Yeah, sorry. Carry on. Yeah, so I think that's just really important in life is getting to know your body, being able to shut everything down and be with someone. And whether it's a sexual encounter or just an intimate encounter, it's about being. Don't let your brain be busy. Show up as you. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people are becoming more conscious and aware aren't they, and, and uh, being uh, educated more about how energy, because we're all energy at the end of the day, uh, works, especially when it comes to intimacy and sensuality and uh, how magnetic that can make you feel to uh, the opposite sex as well. Yeah, absolutely. And when you know what your lover likes and you start to play with that, then all of a sudden they start responding differently you know, they start showing up in a different way as well. And really all it takes is just for you to know one thing. What one thing does your lover like? Like my lover li likes it when I leave little notes. So I leave little notes. And you know what? I get the affection that I desire just by doing that. Because when he comes home from work, he's like, thanks for the notes. And I get a little kiss and a hug and <laughs> pinch on the butt or whatever, right? <laughs> but that's because I like the 
um, gratification and recognition and those kinds of affirmations are kind of my love language and he wasn't doing it and I was getting angry and then I was like well what what does he like what am I doing what am I not doing that he like and so I started to just play with some stuff and I re realized he really liked that and now I get what I need and all it took was I just have to write a little note in his lunch or put it in his the bathroom or the car or whatever you know I'll just put a pair of your knickers in his lunchbox <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I write some pretty dirty stuff sometimes. So. <laughs> sometimes it's not just like, have a great day. It's like, you know, sent along with some, some dirty texting and pictures and whatnot. But I like being that outgoing and that works for me in my relationship. And I know for my couples that I've worked with who have children and they've reached out and said, oh my God, I need something. It's our anniversary. And, uh, I need something. And so I put together at first to say, okay, are the kids going to be around or are they not around? Because there's a huge difference in what you can do. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I got, I gave her this whole day scenario for her to do for their anniversary. And it turned out to be like the most wonderful day for them ever. And she was like, oh my God, you saved my life. You know, because sometimes we forget like with the kids and all the stuff going on, we can secretly do stuff. We can show up while they're not around. We can adorn what they want or what you want or get what they want at the end of the night by playing with it all day you know have fun play yeah and that that's all part of the full play I suppose is is um you know that anticipation isn't it leading up to what you think yeah it could or couldn't happen later on yeah and start in the morning like you know I, I had her put some lingerie on his front seat of the car because he wasn't taking the kids to work to school she was taking them to school. So I said, go throw a note and some lingerie and something you want to wear later, you know, and that's how they started their date day. And then she said they sent a bunch of dirty texts and pictures to each other all day and, you know, seducing each other so that when the kids went to bed, they had this really amazing time together. I really think we need to explore and expand more than what we've been conditioned to know about intimacy and sexual intimacy. I really believe knowing the difference, but getting intimate with your, the people around you, I think is vital to life. Yeah. Um, hundred percent agree with that. So, um, Andrea, what is your best contact information? Should any audience members want to get in touch with you and learn more about this? Well, I do have a Facebook page and it's expectation. You can follow my personal page. It's Andrea Main. And I am on Instagram as Goddess Andrea. And that, that's about all the social media I do. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing that. And finally, just before we end and wrap up this episode, what words of advice would you give to anybody that might be saying, oh, you know what, I'm, I feel shame around this or I'm too embarrassed to approach the conversation around what I want um, with my partner. What would be your words of wisdom around that? Um, learn how to set up a safe container for communicating what you want and desire and when it comes around sexuality, um, even if it comes around basic needs. Be clear about your boundaries. And if you need help doing that, I am here, definitely. And not as hard as you think it is. And I do a uh, body shame release for people that are struggling with their bodies. I don't, I really have no shame around body image. And so I don't feel people should have that either, no matter what they look like. And I do have a 
little workshop I give on releasing body shame. And I suppose to start with, like you were discussing earlier on, you know, you can start off with little love notes that can get a bit more confident as, you know, it's been received well by your partner. So even if you can't verbalize it face to face initially, you know, a bit of flirtatious, um, right. you know, commentary about what your desires are. Sometimes it's easier to put it into words on paper, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And little notes would work. The key to it is being vulnerable allow yourself to be vulnerable and then you can receive if you're if you're if you can receive you can receive what you want when you get into that vulnerable space and be able to ask for it and whatever works for you to ask for it just ask for it it's communication it's like the key to light (laughs) i think quite often you know we're reluctant to ask because i know for me as a child you know i had um I want sort of trained out of me because it was seen as being rude, you know, to say I want, um, uh, you know, I was mm. parented out of me, but, you know, quite often when you say what you want, it's really happily received by your partner usually, isn't it? Yeah, usually it is. And then that's just it. We have that conditioning of not to ask, not to be heard, not, you know, be seen and not heard. A lot of us were brought up in that era. And so be seen, be heard. Have the life you desire. If it's the person that you love that you're with, then explore and enjoy because it will only get better. Thank you so much, Andrea, for sharing your wise words of wisdom. I've really enjoyed this fascinating conversation and I'm sure the audience have too. So um, thank you for being part of this particular episode and sharing your wisdom around um, the difference between intimacy and sexual intimacy. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So on that note, I'll just leave you with uh, True Love Starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.